Our budget was thin at the time. The business was still, like, you know, hanging on threads. But I just wanted to go out and sit and have coffee with worship pastors. And I literally did that for eight months. What's going on, Loop Community? I am Jansen Roberts here with... Derek Kerr. How's it going? The wonderful Derek Kerr. Oh, thanks. <laughs> we're joining you guys for another podcast adventure. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Ryan Dahl. Who is Ryan Dahl? Ryan Dahl is the founder of Praise Charts. Praise Charts. Pra- Praisecharts.com. It's an awesome company, great website that has a lot of uh, interesting resources for worship leaders uh, you know, lyrics and chord charts and uh, tracks and a lot of different things that, um, and he's been in the game for a long time. So we're excited to talk to him today uh, and just kind of pick his brain a little bit and see, um, you know, what's going on in his world. I know I met Ryan at Experience Conference, which is a conference down in Orlando, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a lot of just uh, artists that show up there. I think it was like Carrie Job and um, just a bunch of like, they have a big choir and everything. And so he set up a booth with us. Uh, and it was like praise charts on the left and loop community on the right. We had guys coming by to like play songs and they were using loop community tracks and they were also like looking at praise charts oh, nice. from their iPad. So like we were controlling tracks and seeing the charts from one device, which is pretty awesome. That so, is. Um, but yeah, he was, he's just a really nice guy. Like he's super tall, big teddy bear guy, <laughs> um, dreams, dreams big and uh, just so awesome. So uh, I guess let's just jump in and let you guys get acquainted with Ryan Dahl. Yeah, let's uh, do it. And praisecharts.com. All right. Well, I've got Ryan Dahl here with me in the Loop Community office in downtown Chicago. Ryan, how's it going? Oh, Matt, it's great. Great to be here. Spent the last night together having a great dinner with you and your wife and uh, just enjoy our friendship so much. And I love this bustling city. It's a little different than my hick down of Langley, uh, British Columbia. Yep. You came all the way from Canada. Yep. Yep. So I've been on the road for a couple of days on en route actually to Ottawa, where I'm going to a town where I was a worship pastor for a year back in 2004. So that goes way back into the early Praise Charts years, but developed some good friendships there. And uh, so they've invited me back to come and be a part of a, a ministry board there. And and I'm going to play some music. And I did want to say this, Matt, is I got so desperate the other night when I was looking for, you know, tracks. And I even have tracks in Praise Charts, but I was like, what I really need is an awesome app to be able to control all these tracks. So that's awesome. went to loopcommunity.com and Matt didn't pay me to uh, right. <laughs> to put this plug in, but I'm just like, Matt's a good friend and you guys have a, a great 
uh, a great resource, even helpful to me as a, as a worship leader. So I'm literally, I got my iPad. I bought a little set of in-ear. I've got the wireless in-ears. I needed to su- supply everything. Yeah. Uh, the little Korg keyboard to control whether I'm going to the verse and the chorus and and all that. All the while, I'm trying to, you know, lead a couple of songs and feel authentic and relaxed and connected and personable, relatable, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's awesome. So, I'm glad to hear that. That's why yeah. we made the app. I know. I exactly know. for so, that. So here we are. We've, you know, so far we've already had a, a good morning. We met up for breakfast this morning and yeah. then walked down to the office here. And yeah, I don't know. It's always good hanging out with you. And it's, uh, you know, we were thinking about back to like, when did we meet? Like, how mm-hmm. did we, you know, so for those of you guys who don't know, Ryan is the, um, basically the guy who invented the worship chord chart. <laughs> basically I invented worship music. <laughs> Not <laughs> right. Well, yeah. So maybe you didn't invent the worship chord chart, but I mean, you were one of the probably first like early early you know yeah. pioneers of the worship chord chart uh yeah you know websites where people could download them yeah making and, that uh, as a resource for sure so that that's something we're going to talk about for sure yeah. later but i was thinking about you know when did we first meet mm-hmm. the two of us and i remember I, I, you might have a different story <laughs> i think the first time i met you i we were in dallas texas and i accidentally I actually was coming back from the airport we were at a worship conference and I had taken an allergy pill and I don't and I was feeling a little like loopy you know how those allergy pills can do that and I actually got in a car accident on the way back from the airport and not a really bad accident but I did mess up like the bumper of some other guy's car and that's honestly the only accident I've ever been in really I came back from that drove into this parking lot at the church as I'm getting out of the car, you know, I'm already upset about this car accident. I drop my iPhone and it shatters in the parking lot. And then I walk from there into the church and that's when I met you. You were standing there at a praise charts booth. Really? And that's how we first met. Oh, the funny thing is my memory is I thought I met you at a loop community booth in Seattle. That was the first time I was like walking down the aisle and I see this like uh you know guy sitting behind a, a little stand there and you were like trying to sell me a track or something like that Interesting. <laughs> and uh right anyways we talked a little bit there and somehow connected but yeah just for people to know i mean however we first met matt and i have definitely become very close friends uh over probably seven or eight years and uh, share a lot in our personal lives and business lives and ministry lives. There's so many layers that we overlap and we've kind of become a bit of a support network for each other. So just encouraging each other along. So one of my things is I I have this app. I don't know if some of you may have heard of it called Voxer, but it's like, I don't really listen to a lot of music in my car. Maybe I listen to the news, but I can only handle so much of that. Then maybe a podcast, but my favorite thing is to listen to a good close friend just ramble on for 15 or 20 minutes. And Matt, you are really good at that. Just You will just <laughs> ramble on and on, and I can tell that, okay, this is going to be 25 minutes with Matt. I'm yeah. going to set it on three times speed and uh, yeah. just listen away. So. I just turn it on record and put it in my pocket <laughs> and then walk home and I just start talking. So Matt has a half an hour walk to the office from his house, and often you took me on that walk today. Yeah. And uh, boy, it sure is good to have a few buddies that you can just be real with, right? And so... 
yeah. I think that's something that we wanted to convey even as we sit here is like this isn't two sort of publishing companies kind of talking about business at the core it's uh two friends you find someone else that shares it's even more than sharing like business or ministry or worship music or technology or, or all of that is secondary to finding someone that's you just feel like you can be real with and Mm-hmm. find that very important so it is very important yeah. especially for leaders yeah and you know this is a very cliche thing to say but you know that leadership can be lonely yep you know so we're both yeah. you know running companies and leaders of teams and yep. it can be you know <laughs> a lonely place and you need a, a someone else to talk to and to, mm-hmm. to vent or to get ideas or mm-hmm. just to share life with mm-hmm. and I feel like that you and I have had that yep Yep. For a while yeah. now, and that's been really good, whether yeah. we're on Boxer or whether we're on a motorcycle yeah. ride through Canada. Yep. So tell us about praise charts. So, you know, I'm sure worship leaders listening to this podcast have heard of praisecharts.com. Yeah. If they haven't, uh, you know, this is like an amazing resource that you're missing out on. You should definitely check it out. Yep. But Thank tell you. us about like, you know, how long has it been around? How did it even get started? Yeah. Well, I, it almost goes back 25 years ago i was in uh i was at in graduate school studying to become i didn't even know what i wanted to become at that day i thought i think i have some leadership gifts some you know being personally relatable i have some interests in uh and and a sense of calling toward ministry and interest in you know, in, in uh, the church and the Bible and, and a lot of those things. It was, but it was all sort of fragmented in my mind. And, and so I went through and did my bachelor's degree and master's degree, all in areas that were not totally related to either church ministry or, or music, for that matter, both uh, areas that I ended up gravitating towards. But uh, so music, worship, technology, those were kinds of things hovering around me and just maybe a restlessness that I wanted to, I don't know, I just felt like I wanted to do something that would have a wide impact, a yeah. wide reach. Yep. And I like I could see it, touch it and feel it like I knew I would, I would gravitate towards something like that, but I just didn't know what it was until, you know, until I became a worship pastor and was struggling with just music on the stand and having practices and wanting to learn new songs and I didn't know what the chords were and I was trying to listen to these albums and is that like a C minor or a C minor 6 or all these like you know very technical things about music that an avid worship leader wanted to know wanted to sort of you know capture the song and train up a team and then I started adding like trumpets and saxophones and flutes only because I wanted to bring more people onto the team and yeah and it just makes suddenly Sunday mornings was becoming more complex and I didn't want to lose myself in the complexity of it so right so anyways it's all kind of in that season that I had this idea that maybe we could you know collect these songs together and make them available to other people yeah that's awesome so so i actually want to walk through like yeah the major mile markers of praise charts yeah it's a good idea so you know so to kind of see a timeline and an overview of just how this thing has grown how it's changed Mm -hmm. how you've changed how it's affected your life and Mm -hmm. so you know the first mile marker is obviously when it started yep and you know you're moving from worship leader to 
businessman. Yep. What was that like? Oh, I, I had deep struggle and deep strain. I, I honestly, I felt like I was forsaking the Lord's call on my life. I was really wrestled with it that if I, you know, if I would give up this, this calling, this path that, you know, he had me on, I was, I was a pastor. So, Mm. I mean, that is like the ultimate, where else can you go in the Lord's favor, you know, besides being a pastor, right? So, so honestly, even as I peel all of that back and just realize that, that, I mean, if anyone is listening and you're a pastor and you're called to that, God bless you in that. But, but if there's anyone listening and you're a plumber or an electrician or or you can be anything and the Lord can work his ministry calling through you. And so I just had to, for my own self, discover a freedom that the Lord was putting some, some even quirky, nerdy kind of interests in my heart at the time, but he, he was going to be able to, to use those for his, his purposes. So it was a wrestle. And then of course the business side too, I mean, you know, mixing business and worship is very, very like, you know, Mm -hmm. unnerving, uh, and how I could do that and retain a sense of like integrity and honesty. And yeah. And so, I mean, all I can say is it's been a, it has been a wrestle for sure. I can relate with you in that, in that I'm, you know, I'm a pastor's kid and grew up leading worship and just wanting to be a worship leader. That's it. And then all of a sudden, you know, loop community comes into play and yeah, you know, this tension of like, well, not, you know, I want to be leading worship, but now I'm the guy behind a computer helping other yeah. people lead worship, you yeah. know? That's so right. on to mile marker two, yeah. you know, I think what's really interesting is that our companies are similar in that, you know, our name is loop community. We yeah. have community in the name. And so everything we're doing is we're trying to build community. Now you may not have community in your name, yeah. but you yeah. have done an amazing job as I've watched of building a community yeah. of, you know, loyal, uh, customers, but also just like friends, like yeah. people that, that use praise charts that are just a part of your family in yeah. a way, like the family of praise charts. And, you know, I had heard at one point that you did a bus tour. Tell us about that. Like, how yeah. did you build community in these early days of <laughs> praise charts? Well, I definitely say, you know, if I'm ever around and I meet someone who uses praise charts or is a, you know, a worship leader or has anything to do with the the world of worship music, there's an immediate kind of connection or, or bond because you just somehow you feel like like you you're, you relate to them. Right. And so so and I have a, a personal sense of joy in in blessing and and helping worship leaders like just trying to make their lives easier or uh you know even with praise charts i always had this kind of heart that i just wanted to take some of the burden away from getting ready on sunday so that those guys who were worship pastors could could minister and go for more coffees or or spend time counseling or listening to or talking and not spending their whole week just ravaged by all the details of you know getting their songs ready so so this bus tour which was a an rv it was it's kind of like part of the journey of praise charts starting in 1998 now almost 20 years ago so in 2004 the, the internet had just kind of matured to a point where where the site was was you know 
doing fairly well on online as a sort of a virtual entity. And I just kind of had this realization that I think I could do this from anywhere. And if I could, then maybe I should just try that. Like my kids were two, three, four, and five years old, so they weren't in school yet. So I'm a bit like that. Sometimes if I have an idea and I think I'm just going to do something crazy. So we found ourselves a 30-foot motorhome, put a 10-foot trailer behind it. I had a little motorcycle. I put that in the back of the trailer. We loaded up and we had this general idea of where we wanted to go, but just started heading south. And it wasn't easy. Like, uh, you know, we were the you know our budget was thin at the time the business was still like you know hanging on threads and uh you know how things were going and uh relationships that we had with publishers and all of that kind of stuff it was uh, it was a very sort of precarious season but i just wanted to go out and sit and have coffee with worship pastors and that's i literally did that for eight months i would send emails out to the locations that we were coming towards and I'd start to get invitations and I'd be like I'm not here trying I'm not trying to sell you anything I want to take you out for coffee I just want to hear about your ministry hear about you know your life as a worship let's just relate together and talk yeah and so we went to Dallas then up to Chicago I remember being here driving through this city that we're in right now then out to Ottawa all the way down the east coast had Christmas in the Florida Keys and then all around we think we did 20 25,000 kilometers and that's a commitment right there yeah. you know packing up going for 8 months I mean some of us just start Facebook groups to build yeah. community yeah and totally. here you're like you know going on an 8 month trip to actually spend time with worship pastors yeah so mile marker three i would say is you know this started in what what year did you start praise charts 1998 okay so mile marker three i think would be the rise of the internet age yeah because when you started praise charts you know this was not an internet company right yeah yeah so tell us about the original praise charts and then how you transitioned to the digital age well, the first way I ever delivered music was literally, you know, after I got permission from a few key publishers, sending a few charts through the photocopier and sticking them in a, you know, a manila shade envelope, wow. licking it, putting the stamps on and just one or two charts, you know, at a time. So then the the great innovation of the fax machine kind of came along and we started to be able to deliver music, you know, through wires, quote unquote. And I still actually remember the day I personally was in my church office because I was still a worship pastor at the time. And it was a Tuesday. I had worship practice at five o'clock and I was missing the the charts for one song that I wanted to do in a couple of hours. So I called my arranger who was 20 minutes away. And I said, I don't even have time to come and get the music from you. And then I just had this idea, could you fax it to me? So, so he faxes me like 20 pages, you know, it was was an orchestration. I guess I was, you know, feeding music to my trumpet and sax and flute and all that kind of stuff. And the early fax machines, they were all coiled up in like, you know, curly paper. It was like this, this special waxy With the fringe on the side. Exactly. So I had music literally like draping on the floor, but that was like my Einstein moment when I saw all that music and I just thought, 
this is the future. This is how worship leaders are going to connect with sheet music in the future. And, and I wanted to be a part of that. So, so, you know, from the fax machine, then I like bought this little fax machine, had it in my, my home. And, you know, I would get orders and I would pull out the masters from the filing cabinet, stick 25 pages in the thing. I would dial it and, you know, send the music out. And then it would get to like page 12 or something and half the papers would start to coil and stick and get stuck. And how were people ordering it? Did you have a website? Yeah, it was a website. And I had these little, uh, these little jingles that would go off, you know, on my phone, it would be like, do, 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 do. And I'd be like, Oh, an order came in. So and our family would celebrate. And <laughs> you if know. you had a website, did they not have like PDFs at the time? Or no, what? no, this was before PDF. I was just hearing about PDF, but that's actually a couple iterations after the fax machine. Then it was WinFax because this was all in the age of Windows 3.1 was all just 3. Point whatever. It was all just coming out. I mean, Matt, you were nine years old at this time. So. Wow. <laughs> I know. This is, you I'm know, having a hard time following. I'm, I'm from the Atari age. Matt's from the Nintendo age. Right, we discovered right. that yesterday, right? So, so anyways, it went from the fax machine to WinFax and then from WinFax to eFax, which is still uh, a thing out there where I was discovering you could divert your fax through the internet and then send it to a fax machine. Then it was like divert the fax through the internet, but instead of them printing it out on a fax machine, they would just receive the file on their computer. And then the PDF came. So we literally, probably in the year 2002, we were offering our files in an e-fax and PDF format at the same time. People could choose wow. either one, but it was all just because of the, the history of, of fax and, yep. you know. But the, the, the magical moment, if you want to say this, probably for anyone who, who is a part of an internet company, and today this is totally normal and it's, it's not that breathtaking, but back in the day when I discovered that I could deliver a PDF and take payment in an automated thing so that that could happen at three in the morning somewhere else in the world and I would wake up and the transaction would be complete. That blew my mind because you can just imagine if you're living in a world where, where you know, transactionally your mindset is I always have to be present and I always have to listen, take the order, and deliver the order as a as a human interactive kind of thing. So that, I, again, anyone who's you know 15 or 18 years old, they're listening and going, well, that happens all the time. But this was in an era where that that wasn't very common. So, right. So then well, kind of came the season where I would be waking up and finding out that someone in Africa or Australia or England, you know, had ordered the music while I was sleeping and they got the music and they were already taking it to practice. That blew my mind like that. Yeah, I could do that. Right. Looptimus Mini is a simple yet powerful way to control your music software. Use Looptimus Mini with Ableton Live, Prime, or any other MIDI-capable application. Looptimus Mini has three buttons that send MIDI notes, control changes, and program changes to your music software. Whether you're using Looptimus Mini on its own, or together with Looptimus, 
the possibilities at your feet are endless. Giving you hands-free control, do even more with Looptimus Mini. Now available at Looptimus.com. Okay, so that was mile marker three. <laughs> so going on to the next mile marker, number four, you know, now you've got, you know, we're in the internet age. You went from fax to selling digital copies of these, yeah. these charts. And now, you know, we're here in the year 2000 and, you know, the late 2000s, 2010, 11, 12. And there is a overload, I feel, of worship resource websites. Yeah. You know, where at one point you were probably one of the only ones out there. Yeah. And now there's like hundreds of worship resource websites. Yeah. So what's it like for you guys now to sit in a sea of, mm. you know, all these other websites that offer chord charts or maybe even ones that are like free. I mean, yeah, the reality <laughs> is our competition is, you know, a number of places and websites where where it's free. So we're battling against, I mean, I say that we're battling, but it's not really a battle. It's just a reality that stuff is available uh, as second nature. We just expect it to be there and be free. But I think what I've kind of determined is in particular... Our focus is trying to reach the the higher level worship leader, the worship pastor, the guy that's like, I don't have time to mess around with wrong chords or poor layout or, you know, I don't know, just messiness. Mm -hmm. I just need the chart because I just want to go to practice and have a really great practice, get this song into our hearts and minds so we can lead on Sunday. So... So $2 or free doesn't right. really matter to me. Give it's, me accurate Give me the, quality. the goods. And so what happens, you know, in, in any kind of business for that matter is once you develop a relationship with a brand, quote unquote, you, you start to trust that when you see it's by this company and you've, you have gotten music from them for a long time, you just keep going back. We keep going back to the same grocery store. We buy the same clothing brands. There are things that we trust, right? The reason why you keep going back is because that company determines that they're just going to keep being the best. So for me, even just in a, in a broader business level, I just determined I just want to keep making praise charts great and not worry about other companies out there that right. are doing what I'm doing. I mean, the reality is even you and I, Matt, do similar things. But here we are, we sit together, we have coffee together. We're not talking about, oh, are people going to Loop Community? Or are they coming to Praise Charts? Or, you know, and I have friends like that in, in other similar types of industries. But I just don't want to adopt that kind of competitive mindset. I'm just trying to make Praise Charts as great as it can be. Right. And and I'm inspired. I mean, I'm listening to you yesterday. You're telling me about some plans you have for Loop Community that's going to blow what you have right now out of the water. Like, I'm inspired by that. I'm thinking, shoot, I want to be great like that. I got to stay on the front side, right? right? So that's exciting. And that's what's going to keep people coming back to you. And same same with me. Yep. Um, at the end of the day, most people aren't spending that much money on praise charts. It's the success of praise charts would just come from me making a little bit of money off of hopefully a lot of people. And really the only way yep. to do that is to be, to be excellent, to be great right. at what you do. Right. So, yeah. 
Well, because that's what it's about. We want to get music yep. into churches and provide worship leaders with resources yep. that help them. And so you guys uh, recently at Praise Charts got a new office space yeah. in Vancouver, right? Yeah. And uh, so tell us a little bit about like what the culture is like with your team there. Well, yeah. In our office, you know, there's brick and steel. We made all of our desks out of one inch thick steel pipe. It took us like probably a month, you know, sending all the old fur, you know, rough cut wood through planers. And then we had to miter them together. And we all worked as an office staff together painting. We were just, we were like covered in paint and dust and dirt for a couple of months. But now, you know, when I go to the office and then I put like a nice dartboard on the wall and, you know, a fireplace and, you know, we set a light candles at the desks and every, everything sort of has its space and Oh, I just feel like so, like I just want to sit here and just kind mm-hmm. of soak in this space. Environment is, is yeah. important. You know, my, my wife, who's a lawyer, but also interior designer. Right. Two very different things. Yeah. You know, she's all about that, like creating spaces that people just feel comfortable. Yep. And I do think that is important for yep. just quality of life in a way. And it seems like the theme of our entire conversation and I guess this shouldn't surprise me because I'm talking to Ryan Dahl here, <laughs> but like the man who's about like, I don't know, the theme is like experience and yeah. relational yeah. experience over, you know, just let's get things done and task management. Right. And, and that's why I bet you that your team loves you and yeah. loves working with you. Um, and how have you kind of developed that culture? Because I bet there's, you know, worship guys listening to this who work on teams, yeah. you know, creative teams and with pastors and how do we build our lives so that, you know, we're still getting things done, but we're doing it in a way where, you know, everybody is just enjoying each other and building relational community with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say I'm just thinking about one of the more impacting books that I read early on in my sort of business leadership growth was called Good to Great. You probably know of that that red book. It's a good book. And there's a chapter on there about the bus. There's the analogy of the yeah. bus and getting the right people on, on the bus. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of chemistry that happens, it's the chemistry even, Matt, that you and I share together. It's just, it's about finding the right people. That's that's really important. And then once you find the right people, there's more of a freedom to set them free and just let them be actually who they are. So so in our staff, we have a pretty tight, small staff. And I think, you know, for most of us, we would feel like we're almost best friends. And yet we're friends in our business culture. We have We have other friends that are outside of the business. But when we come to work, we feel like family. We feel like there's a there's a friendship core, uh, you know, there. So, but do you feel like you can still like kind of push back on each other as family to get things done? Because somehow yeah. you're getting things done. Yeah. But you have a friendly feel. Yeah. You know. But I would say I do that by it's not just me pushing back on them. I want to give them the freedom to push back on me. So mm-hmm. so we debate you know, argue. I mean, we don't really argue, but we're like, I don't agree with that. Or, you know, I don't think we should be doing that. I mean, I have two gals, Natasha and Charlene, uh, you know, and they totally have the freedom to push back on me and say, Ryan, we think you're off base on this, or you need to rethink this or be careful. 
this isn't a time to say awkward things, Ryan. <laughs> you know, like they, we have this sort of playful banter, but there's a serious tone to it at times. And even like just as recent as last week, we were, I don't know, we were trying to, you know, figure out what direction to go on something. And, and I, you know, sent a Vox to, you know, a voice message, whatever, out to the girls. And I was like, I totally do not agree with this. Like, I don't see where you guys are coming from but but we do that with a spirit of confidence because there's a, a relationship layer at the same time uh, Charlene was just telling us that she celebrated 10 years with with praise charts and she wrote an, an email to me and a couple other people on her team just saying guys like my season at praise charts has ulti- has you know has been the best season of my life mm. I feel like I have gone through the greatest challenges and the highest joys and you guys have shared in that season yeah. with me so um you know like when when natasha she turned 40 a couple of years ago she actually lives down in portland so she's not local in our office but i took uh two other of our core staff and we got on a plane flew to portland that morning and so we have staff meetings on, uh, you know, on the phone on Wednesday mornings. And I was on the phone with Natasha, all four of us. And uh, we literally walked right into her bedroom or her office room. And we're like, surprise, no more <laughs> staff meeting. We're going to have a night on the town. So, uh, yeah. so anyways, we try to do, you yeah. know, fun things like that, that just celebrate our, yeah the relational side of who we are. Right. And of course, Natasha you know, was all dis- disheveled because we had, you know, she had things she wanted to do that day. And, mm. But, you know, it's the privilege of being close and tight knit. Yeah. Like I love that, it. So. I think, you know, you know, for everybody listening, you know, next time you, you know, are listening to that click track in your ears, yeah, you know, listening to the tr- track, or maybe you look at your music stand and you see a praise chart chart there, you know, think relational, think right. experience, think, enjoy the moment right think community be playful playful yeah um you know maybe just let that be a reminder of like you know like take a breath <laughs> right you know whatever it is that maybe you're stressed out about or you know rehearsals going crazy or like people are pushing you through this run through and yeah maybe just take a breather and think let me just love the people around me yeah let me you know just build relationship with these people yeah. and do ministry together and yeah. enjoy the moment. Yep. Be playful yeah. like Ryan Dahl. <laughs> or, you know, like I would say, like Jesus. Like I just, Jesus. Yeah. let's right. acknowledge the playful. Uh, I was just saying to you a scripture this morning, Matt, uh, from Philippians 2, where it talks about how, how Christ who even though he was God, he didn't consider it something to be grasped or seized. It's like he was God, but he didn't go around declaring it and, you know, and acting like it, quote unquote. Mm. So, you know, and so much so that you would have hundreds of years of people debating, was he God or was he not? Because people would, you know, focus on, well, he did this and he was just acting like a regular old guy. Right. But here it says he was God, right? And so some people listening, you know, you might be in high level positions. You might be like the worship pastor, you know, or the 
or the where people are, are nervous in your presence or, or maybe you're the pastor of your church you know maybe it's a it's a big church and you've got this kind of image and you've got this position and and um, I have just kind of discovered true like true power and true influence in the spirit of Jesus comes from laying that down or sharing that with other people mm. and and elevating trying to elevate uh, people around you and 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 some of the way like the playfulness maybe just comes from a sense of I don't want you to feel like I'm a bigger guy than right whatever like yeah. let's just dispel that image I even allow myself That's to good. be quirky and awkward just to kind of like level that playing field we came in here today and with some of your staff they all know that I like board games and I I, you know, I will have my 15 year old son's friends come over to my house to play board games with me and my kids won't even be at the table, you know, because <laughs> yeah. I, I just like the, the spirit of, you know, youthful playfulness. Right. And we enjoy playing, you know, Catan like games or worker placement, like strategy. And then we banter and, you know, and, you know, we're trying to beat each other and all that kind of stuff, but it, it all sort of elevates that spirit of, of joy and and uh and playfulness so really feel like there's something to that that things can get done Mm -hmm. important things you know can get done big companies can be led by people that still have their feet on the ground right so um, right and maybe in a much healthier way yeah well that's so good i know that every anytime now i see a praise charts logo on a chart i'm gonna think (laughs) playfulness all right that's That's a good tagline it is good should consider I think that. it's a good good reminder. Be playful. Just, yeah, and be present. Yeah. Just enjoy the moment. Yeah. Ryan, it's good to have you. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Yeah, my pleasure. Always good hanging out with you. Right on. Talk to you later. Thank you. This is Community Talk. Wow, that was great. Uh, great interview with Matt and Ryan. Appreciate Ryan uh, for taking the time to do that with us. He just seems like such a genuine guy and passionate and, like you said before, definitely dreams big. Yeah. Um, I really liked how, at the beginning, he kind of talked about when he was in grad school and he just didn't know what he wanted to do. I feel like I can relate to that. Yeah. Um, When I was in school, just didn't really know what I wanted to do. Wasn't everybody that you're like, (laughs) "Um, okay, mom and and dad said I need to go to college. Right. I checked that box off. Now what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he looked at like his passions leadership and ministry and church and came up with praisecharts.com yeah it's, it's really a good resource like a good uh thing that um a lot of worship leaders kind of go to every week right they need mm-hmm. these charts they need to be able to have resources they can give to their team members to say okay what keys the song in how are we going to play the song uh you know and i think by him creating this platform uh, he's able, he's been able to give a lot of these teams uh, across the world the the ability to like kind of have one place where they can uh, like a central hub where they all are on the same page and can see everything and play you know in in sync and I think yeah. it was just it's without that and you know um, what he's developed a long time ago mm-hmm. I think it, it's it was doable it was just more difficult right you know speaking of a long time ago long time ago he. 
talked a lot about the fax machine. I personally have never sent a fax. <laughs> uh, came a little before my time. Oh, man. It's the worst. Faxes <laughs> are... I don't even know why. Like, honestly, there are a lot of companies that still use faxes, believe it really? or not. Really? Yeah, my mom, I was talking to her the other day. She's like, yeah, we have a fax machine. She works from home. And they had wow. to come... She had to, like, have her company come set up a line dedicated to faxes. And I'm wow. like, what? Like There's email, it's, it's email is here, you know, <laughs> right. like why email, are we using PDF? Faxes? Like what's going on? Oh man. Oh gosh. So yeah. anyways. It sounded like a pain, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And licking stamps and putting them in manila file folders and like actually right. mailing those. Nobody does that anymore. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it was cool though to hear him talk about his like eight month trip in with his family in a trailer yeah. in a bus um, around the country to spend time with worship leaders. I think. Oh man. So often we get kind of caught up in like the easy way or the correct way to build communities. Yeah. And just to hear that like totally different idea. I don't know, like more kudos to him for being able to do that or like right. his family for putting up with it in, a, <laughs> in such a like closed space for that long. I would have right. gone crazy. For sure. Like, what do you guys do? What does your dad do? Oh, you know, we travel the country in a, you know, Winnebago or whatever. <laughs> we right. just like, <laughs> that's uh, so crazy. My family wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah. It would have been... <laughs> Oh gosh. Too close. Oh man. One thing I I really appreciate about Ryan is that he he loves relationships. Like he mm-hmm. um everywhere he goes, he's always super easy to connect with. Like if he entered a room of, you know, a hundred people, by the you know, in an hour he would have like fifty to sixty friends. Oh, you know, he's awesome. not gonna know everybody, but he, he just instantly makes a lot of connections. Nice. And uh, that's why I appreciate about him and, and why he's able to do what he does, I think he just has has a bond with so many people and has a lot of these um you know different layers of himself to be able to relate to people and so i appreciate that about who he is and what he does and he's been in the game a long time yeah i definitely want to hit on just the end of the interview um he talked about enjoying the moment and being present and like how sometimes we get so focused and stressed out on like the task that we forget to be playful and him and matt talked a lot about just being playful like Matt says like Ryan and Ryan instantly goes, well, I'm playful because of Jesus. And that was just so cool. Um, I think a lot of times it's hard to like not focus on the task or focus on the act of actually like leading worship instead of focusing on what's really important. Yeah, totally. Um, It's good to, to put things in perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, and make sure that, you know, why, why, why do you step on the stage every day? You know, why do you open up, you know, why do you go to praise charts? Why right. are you coming to Luke community? Why, why every week do you do this ritual of like making sure you have everybody scheduled and getting them the resources they need? And I think uh, all that is secondary to the main goal, right? Which is to, to, you know, you're connecting with who God is. And then it's like an outpouring of that as you get in front of people on a stage and try to do that in, in a formal setting, right? You're, you're expressing that as a congregation together and all of these things that we do uh, and what Praise Charts does, you know, it's all just like resources to kind of, you know, help lift that up. Right. It's not like the main thing, but it's just like it helps kind of help. It helps, um, you know, secure the foundation of making us be able to move forward and simplify things and have tools that are in our tool belts that just make what we do even easier. The biggest thing about Ryan that I appreciate is um, he has a heart to just make things simple. Like if, if he sees things that are done by, you know, music ministries and worship leaders in a certain way, and he's like, you know what, let's find a way to simplify that. Mm-hmm. 
that is like his heart, right? His heart is saying, I want to serve worship leaders to help them lead their congregations better. So how can I, how, how can I help simplify that process for them? Right. So that's he said what he's just offering about. like yeah. chord charts where you don't have to worry and they're accurate and they're correct and you can just take them to practice and you're good. Right. And if you guys, if you're ever on loopcommunity.com, we have a lot of songs that have the, the chart links. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that takes you to praise charts. Right. Uh, you know, we've known Ryan and praise charts and we've had a great partnership with them for such a long time. So uh, if you ever need a, a chart for something or need to know how the song is played or how it goes, you can always check out those chart links on our site or just go to praisecharts.com and check them out. You know, they have a lot of great resources there as well. And, uh, you know, you won't be sorry that you, you know, use this resource. It's so great. For sure. So, yeah, we really appreciate um, that. We, you know, special thanks to Ryan for, for being able to come in and definitely will be willing to talk with us and just kind of share his heart and his passion. And uh, again, just check out praisecharts.com and, uh, you know, just kind of browse their site and see all the things they have. And, uh, you know, hopefully that'll help your ministry. Cool. Well, guys, we've really enjoyed uh, this segment and just being able to hear from Ryan. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to see him soon. For uh, sure. Because, you know, he, every time we're around him, he, uh, you know, just, it's, it's a really enjoyable time. Like there's a lot of laughs, a lot of nostalgia storytelling. <laughs> so we always like hanging out with Ryan. So maybe we'll be able to do that soon. All right, guys, until next time, uh, we'll be coming at you with another interesting podcast soon. For so sure. be sure to uh, subscribe to us and uh, check us out on loopcommunity.com and on social media. See you guys. See ya. You already know what I'm going to say. Please subscribe.